Real. Nah, yeah, but every, every. Oh, damn. I was really going down to Chicago. You got that notification too? I just got it. <laughs> Why they on my boy, fam? Wow. I need okay. to get more details of this. What is it that they think is not, why Why we calling Zach out? Multiple like. teammates directed frustration. I'm just reading the Bleacher Report joint that came out, said that, said that the Bull, um, well, during the Bulls 151-36 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, multiple teammates directed frustration at Zach Levine doing a strong exchange at halftime, according to Casey Johnson. <clears throat> well, it looked like Zach's wow. going to be traded by the deadline. And 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 for what it sounds like to me, one of those teammates is DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> who if you want to keep it a buck, I mean, I've never seen him not say anything good about DeMar, I mean, about Zach Levine. And... And he's always like, show him love. So it's interesting that Zach gets his money and now he getting called out. Interesting. Um, do you think this was a case of the Bulls have the money to pay me? So I'm gonna let them pay me and then I'm gonna be on fuck shit. Honestly, bro, I don't I can't I can't see it that way. I can't see it like that. All of them are on fuck shit. That whole team is on fuck shit, including I mean, team, including Billy Donovan, and I like Billy Donovan. I mean, the team is not constructed good. I think what they tried to do, which I don't blame them, in getting uh, Demar Derozan, was they tried to they tried to strike. You know, they tried to hit the lightning in the bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what they tried to do, and it just and early on in the season working. last year. Shit looked real promising, you know what I'm saying? Before Lonzo, before Lonzo got hurt, before Lonzo got hurt and everything like that, and you thought you had like a, a real legit big three to build on, yeah. and and you know things just haven't went, you know, in the direction that they might have wanted to go with Lonzo being out. But as far as this year is concerned, obviously, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to. Obviously, we know the Bulls ain't the Bulls ain't gonna be no top team in the East, but. I'm not going to get too, like, you know what I'm saying, caught up in it because obviously we know that the NBA season don't start till Sunday. Like, legit, legit start till Sunday. So I don't want to jump the gun just yet, but from what I'm seeing from the Bulls this season, everybody needs to be getting called out, including DeMar DeRozan. It ain't just on Zach. I honestly feel like inconsistency is everywhere. I don't actually, I think, I think what you're arguing is not wrong, but I would like to get more details. Like, what are we exactly calling it Zach sa- out on? I mean, it sounds like to me that Zach is not pulling his weight. It that's what it sounds when you when somebody calls you out, and when it's multiple players reportedly. Yeah, I want to know who calls those you out. players are because the that only means- player, the only player on the team that can legitimately call out Demar Derozan, I mean, call out Zach Levine is Demar Derozan. Well, there you go. I don't, I don't think nobody else. If if Demar got an issue, then I then you know what I'm saying them I two mean, niggas I, need I, to get in there and talk about it. I don't think it. I don't think Demar not one of those players. 
Right. I'll tell you that right now. But and if somebody else see, if Demar sees it, there's other people that see it. it. See, when you caught with, it ain't about stature, fam. Everybody knows that Zach Levine is supposed to be one two. The fact though is, is that the Bulls signed a player who knees ain't good. Who knee ain't good no more. Zach ain't Zach Zach ain't got that no more. And the games that I've seen, I don't see that dog in Buddy. But we we paid him all that money. Like I don't. I see third. I see third option right now. Even coming to this team, Zach Levine was supposed to be doing what DeMar DeRozan doing. DeMar 33 going on 34 years old, fam. Zach's supposed to be doing this. And I do believe that Zach had a festering issue of DeMar getting the love that he got coming in. But you were hurt. And you got your money. He advocated for that. And you ain't, I mean, you ain't playing number one or number two right now. Like, it's a little bit off and on. So, and Billy Donovan, I mean, Billy Donovan is looking funny in the light. He's looking definitely funny in the light, but also it's just like, the the roster moves and changes like that it's, it's hard to get like a, a a real flow going like we don't really know like what we want to I, I well that's what happened when I you would don't love to, the roster Mike yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like what are we getting out of every I, I can't my, to, to my point yes Zach Levine ain't playing up to his contract right now but it's also it's more than Zach it's more than Zach to me. They can't stop nobody. They can't stop a. They can't stop the proviso East JV squad right now from scoring. God damn it! So it is. Demar ain't been the most consistent player on the team. You know what I'm saying? Vooch, we get Vooch consistency, inconsistency. What are we getting out of the younger guys like Io Desumo? We 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 was expecting to see a surge from him this season. Who Haven't was? really seen it. I, I mean, hey, we was getting a lot of praise out of Buddy last year when he stepped in and starting lineup and, you know what I'm saying, took over at the point guard position but for it, Lazo. He showed promise. He showed promise. Yeah. He, he Patrick showed. Williams, of course. Like, okay, he putting the ball in the basket a little bit but more Patrick now. Patrick Williams should have got traded when they had the chance. But it's like, it ain't just on That's Zach. Now, if yeah. you want to call out Zach for not performing up to, you know what I'm saying, what he's going to get think you think it. I think you're thinking, you're thinking too much. You're thinking on the court, all that stuff. It ain't all well, on Zach. I, I want to know. I want to know exactly what they're calling out. I think telling. I mean, Mike, you have to, Mike, Mike. You have. Is, to, I know what you said, Mike. I, I hear you. If they calling you out, they ain't calling you out because you ain't playing good. You <laughs> only get called out when it's a reason why you ain't playing good. You only get called out when the motor ain't there. So they say only get called out. That's the only reason you called you get called out. Nobody gonna get Mike. Nobody, no, no, no player. I, I, I and, and, no, listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No player is gonna get no player that's good is going to get called out because they hit a slump. Nobody does don't know how to do that. 
you get called out when you're do when you're not doing things you're supposed to do. You get called out when your motor ain't there. You get called out when you playing soft. You get called <laughs> out when you're not playing hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. when you get called. Nobody, nobody, you don't, you, nobody calls you out because you trying your best. It just ain't working. You just don't see the fire. You just don't. That's why you get called out. And let's be real. Dude, don't be looking excited. He, yeah, it, I, I'm with you on that because I've been hearing that talk as well. Like, but <laughs> you know, at the end right. of the day, the, the main question is, Zach, if you don't want to be here, why did you sign here? Be, oh, because the money. He could have went, he could have went somewhere. He, he wasn't going to get the money, the same bread, yeah, though. So he robbed the bull, so he stuck him up, punch. No, no. <laughs> he did. Look, it's funny how all this shit's coming out after December 15th. Why does Zach get 30 tonight? And, and, and what happens after December 15th? There's certain players yeah. who sign deals that could be traded. Look, I ain't that damn stupid yeah. to, to realize how the NBA works and shit now. But he has got that money. Now, all of a sudden, he, he getting called out. There's a reason. There's a reason. I Now I'm at a point where we could go ahead and get this trade popping. And, and look, Rich I would Paul, hate to- Rich Paul Clutch Sports, they know how to work the system. I would I would hate to see it go down like this. I hope that, you know what I'm saying, whatever it is that's going on in that locker My, room, whatever's going on with Zach, you know what I'm saying, they can fix it and Mike, get it going. No I'm very fond of Zach. I'm very fond of DeMar Mike, as well. I'm, you know. There's no other way. You have to blow this team up. Blow it up right now? Yes. Ah. Mike, Mike, you got to look. This is the NBA. Let's, let's. Let's be real, fam. This is the NBA. You would hate the. It, you know what though? That would be you. That you, would be such a failure on Mike. No one. No one. I'm gonna tell you, Mike. I'm gonna tell you why it's not. A, I'm gonna tell you why it's not a failure. One Lonzo Ball gets hurt. Lonzo Ball getting hurt fucks up everything. Yeah, but not necessarily a failure. It's not a. It's a failure in a sense to where like you did everything. No, they did not. Try to put together a championship. Mike, y'all, Mike, Mike, I don't know what it is about y'all in basketball. <laughs> I don't know what it is about y'all in basketball where people lose complete sense. Basketball is truly the one sport where the best team wins out 95% of the time. Yeah. You can try hard, <laughs> push it, all those things, get a win here and there. But the best teams went out when you are between the sixth seed and the 12th seed. That is worse than being at the bottom of the barrel. Because (laughs) at the bottom of the barrel, you can at least hope and get a top four pick. Yeah. When you're between seven and 12, you you just good enough to go to the playoffs. I agree. You ain't good enough to beat one through four. Yeah. You go. You get a couple of extra checks because you made the playoffs. Yeah. We get to go see a couple other games. That's it. <clears throat> the end. That Damn. is purgatory. <clears throat> what they tried to do was hit lightning in a bottle. 
we have players. Let's try to get one more player and let's see if we can make a playoff push. They got the one more player in DeMar DeRozan because he's more of a star. But then also, we need a point guard. Lonzo came. So now you got your big three. But then you got um, Vucci man. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. We got a big man who can stretch it out. You got a point guard to direct all of this. And you got two scores, one with the mid-range and one who can shoot it from at least 24 feet. Lonzo get hurt, and Zach is playing with a bad knee all last season. Goes to the All-Star game. But he goes to the All-Star <laughs> game. That's when shit went downhill right there. But again, that moment when Zach went to L.A. to play in that All-Star game, shit went downhill for the Bulls. But again, Ever since that moment. You in that range, fam, this season, you are in purgatory. And not like DeMar getting younger. Yeah. And it's not like Zach's knee getting better. Or is it? Lonzo's clearly ain't. Because he ain't playing. Bulls in purgatory. Blow that bitch up. <laughs> I mean, I'll blow it up to the point where even though they, they snuck and gave his ass an extension, Chris Fleming will be your new head coach by All-Star break. Blow it up. See, the also, also because of that trade, they got a top four protected pick. Yeah. But if that shit fall falls past four, that pick goes. Mm. So it would be smart for them to be huff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It would be smart for it's them to be. Trade. You can't look. You can't say you ain't pay Zach. You can't say you ain't pay DeMar. They would be smart for them to be huff. If At there's a chance for you to get Scoop or Victor, I'm tanking. If I'm not one of the top four teams in the East or the West, I'm tanking in the smartest way possible. I'm sorry. Them two players are going to be players that's going to be stars for the next 15 years. <clears throat> I'm tanking <laughs> if I got a chance. I am tanking. I am losing games. I'm fucking up on purpose. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I forgot uh, to shoot the ball. I am tanking. Damn shame. This time last year, the Bulls was in first place in the East. You now know. look at them. But at this time, niggas was healthy. Yeah, that's true. Margs ain't healthy. You ain't got a coach that's going to be able to coach him up. Yeah. Hey, man, look. Scoop or Victor will look great in the Bulls uniform. <laughs> we definitely ain't getting Victor. Hey, well, hey. I can't go say never say never, but, you know. Man, never say never, fam. They let the Bulls, what, 11 and what, 20? Man, they let us get Derrick Rose. When we had no business getting Derrick Rose, <laughs> they let us get Derrick when we had no business getting Derrick. Never know what might happen, fam. But some dude, 152, make sure you rate, like, subscribe, download, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Follow us at some dude pod. Make sure you go ahead and get that merch. Click the link in the bio. Uh, great show planned for today. 
uh, talking about a lot of shit that people want to talk about. Something that we kind of avoided last week. We're going to get to it today because shit, there's a lot of shit that's been going on today. Uh, a lot of shit. Um, we gonna start with Megan Thee Stallion in this court case that gets more interesting by the day. This shit should have been on revolt. <laughs> you talking about live? Yeah, Puff in the courtroom. Puff the Tavio. He dropped the this, ball on this one, huh? Puff the Tavio. Y'all should put this on revolt. <laughs> this now nah, we should not be listening to the social media. Now the one Megan chick on on Twitter, I get my updates. Is the journalistic follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the one to follow because she is clearly neutral, journalistic viewpoint, give you the correct details. The one dude that I think be on the neighborhood talk, I don't think he like Megan. You talking about the, the buddy with the gray hair? I think uh, he got gray hair. He got gray hair, yeah. He be, like, oh, he be like, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was yeah. Some, it was a bombshell <laughs> allegations in this one. And his updates be fired though, but yeah, he's definitely biased though. He, he biased. Bias, he bias oh it. my god, what a bombshell! Megan Thee Stallion had sex with Ben Simmons and yeah. the whole Philadelphia 76ers team. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. clearly couldn't have been shot by Tori. She's having sex with Ben Simmons, who was having sex with a Kardashian, and he went over to Kardashian Jenner's house, and she was over there too, and. Like, fam, what the fuck do that got to do with who shot Meg? <laughs> but it, buddy, ass his reviews be a little more, uh, it'd be a little more. I mean, uh, I like it for that, but I feel nah, you, I feel buddy, buddy, ass, <laughs> nah, man. He get to the details, but he show his, he show his my, bias side. My man he, be he, like, he, oh my god, <laughs> the hairdresser said that Megan was drunk. Yeah. And was extremely drunk. And I'm sitting there like, we know. We knew that, bro. We knew that. He was like, oh, my God. Bombshell allegations. Megan Thee Stallion swam in the pool. Oh, we saw that on Instagram when that night. What were we talking yeah. about? Bombshell allegations. <laughs> but he did. I mean, that, that'd be his line. Oh, my God. Bombshell allegations. Yeah. Uh, but. We could we could fast forward it today because it was definitely some interesting stuff that came out today. And I'm going to going to start this off by saying I ain't got no dog in a fight. As long as justice is done, I do have my thoughts. I will explain to you my thoughts, but if any male debates with me who shot Meg, I might call you a slur. I just might call you a slur. Please do not debate with me about who shot Meg. I hey, don't bro. care. Listen to me, bag. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you post it, if and when you post a status about giving your little update or your, I you know, did. your take on it, you're going to get a comment. From somebody who's gonna be like, I'm probably gonna call him a slur. Just delete him, bang. Just I'm delete just, or just I'm delete the gonna, comment. Easy, easy. I'm probably gonna call him a slur. You will not react like that on social. Media. I will about I will. about about Megan and Tory. It ain't going. I, I'm not. I'm not reacting <laughs> by about Megan and Tory. 
yeah. I would or I would act that way for somebody debating me my thoughts on what happened. Right. I don't care enough. I have an opinion, but my opinion is not is not I don't care about that opinion enough to debate with you about what I consider female stuff. Understood. But involving the male. But I'm gonna read to you Megan Cunniff. She's the follow that I think everybody should follow. She's the one that's doing this straight and narrow journalistic background. She talks about one of the neighbors, one of the people in the neighborhood where the shooting happened who saw some stuff testify. I'm going to read her tweets. The Tory Lanez trial is on the standard 90-minute break with defense witness, defense witness, Sean Kelly due back on the stand at 1.30. Kelly's testimony does not appear to be going quite how Tory's law, lawyer hoped it would. Sir, did you see the shorter guy with the gun in his hand? He said yes. The shorter this, is guy. A, this is a neighbor. You said. This is the, the one of the people who lived in the neighborhood where the shooting happened, who, who saw certain things. They're testifying. Um, says, do you see um, a muzzle flash? He said, yes. He added, about the same time that the smallest individual got out the car. The smallest individual. That shit got me wrong. It only worsened for the defense attorney. Kelly said the small guy got out about the same time all shouting. He's just shitting on Tory Lanez, too. Uh-huh. Everything is small guy. Um, also claims this, said um, a Q&A between the defense attorney and Sean Kelly occurred after Kelly said that he awoke to noises and saw two women violently fighting by the car. He saw a flash and believes that it was coming from one of the girls. They were pulling each other's hair and hitting each other. It was quite violent. Kelly said he saw the driver exit wearing all black and he joined the fray. Kelly was scared and he asked his son to come into his room. He testified several times that he saw a muzzle flash and heard what he thought were fireworks, but believed that the flashes was from a woman. Kelly, I just want to be clear. I never saw a gun. I just saw flashes. And he again testified the flashes were from the girl. But he also said they were all together. They were all very close together. The short guy was very angry and he was making lots of noise. That man got, that man keep calling Tory the small guy, the short guy. If I'm in the courtroom and I'm Tory Langs, I'm like, fam, you can just call me the black guy. You know, you can call me the defendant, fam. You ain't got to call me the short oh, guy. Oh, my God. Like, why, why, why couldn't he call him the defendant? Why did it have to be the shorter guy? Why he could just say the gentleman right here? The, the gentleman, gentleman over, to the, the left. Gentleman, the gentleman over here. Buddy <laughs> ass over there. He going to keep insulting that man's height, bro. He like, kept... during, his, during his testimony. Bro, man, we got to fight, dog, after this. See me outside the courtroom. The short guy. You're not man, gonna keep addressing me. I have a name, bro. Right. My name's Tory. <laughs> Daystar is my real name. Daystar. <laughs> but don't call me the short guy, the that small guy, no funny more. Funny as hell. That's funny as hell. So here's my my theory on the shooting, and it's not wavered. 
Can I ask you a question before you get to your theory? Go ahead. When and if, okay, is and when Tory taking the stand? I don't know. He doesn't have to take the stand. My man's need to get on the stand, dog. I ain't even gonna uh, lie to you. The way this shit is, the way this shit oh, looking, my, I think he needs to get on the my, stand, fam. I low-key don't think that's the smartest thing for You don't think it's a good idea? See, that's what I said. Let me explain. All right, go ahead. Here's my theory. I believe that that um, her friend, what's her friend name? Kelsey. Kelsey. I believe that Kelsey pulled out the gun. Pulled, all right, let me ask you this, man. Pulled out the gun from man, me, where? Me, can I finish the theory, I, But see, I don't want you to say pulled out the gun. I, I need more detail. Damn, let, I'm trying to give you details. All right, it sounded like you was just going to say, like, she Damn. did something afterward. All right, go ahead. I'm, man, I'm trying to give you the details, man. Right, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm my trying bad. to give you the details. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I believe that they got into it in the car. Yes. And that Megan left the car. And I believe that Kelsey pulled out the gun from the back seat. Okay. All right. Now we getting somewhere. I believe it don't matter where she pulled the gun out. Yeah, it she do. Because the so I right, the it, gun now. It, it kind of matters. It don't, it really don't. As all long right, as you got the gun. All right, cool. I also believe that Tori tried to take the gun from Kelsey. Okay. I believe that a struggle ensued. With the gun. And I believe from there, she takes the gun and she shoots in the direction of Megan. Of Megan. Okay. I also believe that again, a struggle takes place and more shots rang out. When Megan is able to turn around, Tori has the gun. I am now under the belief that was Tori trying to shoot her? No. I believe that Kelsey was trying to shoot her because Megan is a big woman. And if they said they got into a fight, I'm sure that Megan got the one up. All right, let me ask you this. Wait. All right, go ahead. But I also believe that Tory is not innocent here. Okay. Because I also believe that Tory, when they say threaten Kelsey, he did threaten her. He ain't threatening her though for Megan. Because I think Tory would have shot both of them. Think Tory egged all of this shit on in the first place. Going back to the pool, telling Kelsey that he and Megan was fucking and that she messed around with other people behind her back. I believe that Tori put all of this shit in motion on some drunk shit. And on some drunk shit, the women got catty. And that's what happened. Now, I might be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. Because the only other thought I have is Tori shot her in the foot and told Kelsey, I'll beat your ass. But I don't think Tori Lanes is that devious. I don't. I believe that this was literally a night of drunk shit. 
We've all had nights of drunk shit where a fight or argument or some things like that may have happened. I do believe that Tory Lanez felt the type of way when Megan said that his career wasn't shit. I don't believe that caused him <laughs> to be like, let me go shoot this bitch. Yeah. But I do believe Kelsey finding out Megan was fucking some, somebody that she fucked might have caused friction between them enough to fight. Because the dude, the neighbor, said that he saw the two women fighting. He saw the the witness that testified today said that he saw Megan and Kelsey actually fighting against each other, like said, actual hands being thrown. He said the two women was was fighting. <laughs> Kelsey did that shit. So I, I believe, did. but no, but see that's the thing. I believe that, I believe that it was the. I believe that the gun was on the hand of two people mm-hmm. when the shit happened. So it's hard for Tori to even be like, damn, did I, I ain't shoot her. I was trying to take the gun because the gun was in, I believe, both of their hands when the shooting happened or the struggle involved both of those two. And I think after the shooting happened, I think after the shooting happened, that's when all of that took place. Yeah. Okay. Interesting theory. Um, and I somewhat believe I'm with you when you say that the drunk shit, whatever, all of this transpired because motherfuckers was drunk. And when you say, let me ask you this though, Bang. So when you say, when Kelsey attempted to grab the gun, what was her intentions? What do you think her intentions was? To like just scare Megan like on some, I shoot you, you know what I'm saying, blah, 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 or do you think she really intended on, like, harming Megan with the gun as far as, like, shooting her? And so, Tori was on some, like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Blah, 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 shit, you know what I'm saying? And then that's, then boom, boom, f- shots fire. Look, what was, man, if that I was be, the case in that situation, what do you drunk think Kelsey's intention? I think it was drunk shit. I think it was to shoot Meg. But drunk to shoot her, shit. like, to, like, kill her, possibly. Fam, I think I shoot her. She drunk shit. She they all was drunk as hell. If Megan, if 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 her and Megan was fighting and Megan whooped her ass, she probably wanted to shoot the bitch. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Now that now, but see, also, even though I believe that both I believe that both hands was on the gun when the shooting took place because it was a struggle, you also got to think about hey, if it's true. That Megan said all that shit about Tory, even though I think one trumped the other, you really can't take away the fact that he probably did do the shit. It could very well be the other way around. Look, man, she told Tory reportedly that his career wasn't shit, fam. Don't <laughs> nobody fuck with it. But, but see, that's but see, that's. And I don't understand why Tory would get so upset about that because at that time Tory Lanez is a big artist. What you mean? What you mean? Why he wouldn't get upset with that? I mean, yeah, you gonna get upset, but bro, you ain't gonna get upset to a point where you gotta pull out your gun and shoot a woman because she insulted your career, G. Mike, you're thinking logically. <laughs> you're drink. You're thinking with a sober mind. 
Like, bro, I, even if I'm drunk, man. Mike, nah, see, Mike, you're I not a drunk. You know I can't, Mike, I can't you're not. Thank you. You got to stop that. Stop right. thinking in your head because if we was thinking with any of our with our brains, this shit wouldn't have happened. But me but and you, you do agree with, that Tory Lanez, we don't. We 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 both do believe that Tory wouldn't be that devious to actually try to harm Megan with a gun, like shoot her. It don't. It doesn't make like directly at her. So here's where I pause on that fully. Okay. Wow, I'm like uh, getting your ass beat over. You talking shit about my career? That's what trumps it. Yeah. But I don't know this nigga from a can to paint. I met this nigga once. <laughs> he didn't wouldn't strike me to be that type of person. Okay. Okay. But when you when you drunk, oh look, let's be yeah. real, friend. You're, no, you are absolutely when you correct, drunk man. around women. When you drunk around women, all bets are off. When you somebody with money, that's not logical. Because I'll point I'll point in Tory's direction and say, as a man, based based off of what I'm hearing here with this court case, as a man, Tory fucked up. As a man, because some of the things that they're saying is he went to Kelsey. And was like, man, you know she fucking Ben Simmons. When you talking to Ben Simmons, I fuck. She fucked other people too. Man, females do that shit. Yeah. If that's true and that happened, females do that shit. And you know these chicks drunk. So to me, if that is true and he did that, he was egging on the situation. He wanted to see some shit. He didn't expect it to go like this, but he wanted to see some shit. He wanted to cause some friction because there's no way you don't want to cause no friction if you're telling a girl that she slept with you and another nigga. That's female shit. Yeah. That's lame as hell. Yeah. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, if he would have just shut the fuck up, Nobody would have got shot. I want to fast forward to past the gossip and all of the he say, she say bullshit to, to where Megan was actually allegedly shot and, you know what I'm saying, police arrived and shit like that. Do you believe Megan's statement when she says that she didn't tell anybody that Tori shot her because she was scared about how the police was going to react? Uh, yes, I do. You believe wow. her? I believe, believe that, that day one. Okay. I believe that day one. Because now you ain't drunk no more. See, now when you sober and you really don't have an idea what's going on, everybody go in protection mode. But the victim goes into that because it's like, especially when you cool with the people, like none of these people were enemies until after the police now well that's what we thought yeah. and that's what I was going to next but that's what we thought I believe that when she said that yeah you, ain't, you don't know what the fuck going on <clears throat> but after the shit that happened today 
I don't know. Because part of the testimony was that they beat her ass after she got shot. <laughs> so you shot her. Bro, this is so much to you unravel, shot her, bro. <laughs> got some licks off. When you say the they, car. you mean Tori and Kelsey? The testimony. Where the goddamn video at, Mike? <laughs> let me ask you. Okay, let me ask you this. While you, while you search that up, I want to ask you this, too. So, is there a chance that Tori... Like whatever Tori, okay. Like let's let's put this let's put this scenario into play. Tori was insulted Ooh. by the shit that Megan Thee Stallion was saying about her, and he pulled out the wait gun. Minute, wait, 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 wait. Shocking thing that has come out in this case, which is that after the shots went off, one woman crawled further away. That the three people then went over there and beat her violently while she was on the ground. They picked her up. They looked like they were going to drag her and throw her into the river instead they dragged her across the street put her in the car and drove off bro that's your man's that's what? your man's that's the man you fuck with that's yeah that's cap right there is that he said but he said that, that was that's the, the man that's the testimony that's what your man said he's reporting the testimony though that's what was said though in court that's what yeah, by the that's witness what, that's what your man said yeah that's the man like you said the no, man you, the dude you said. No, no, I know who that is. You fuck with. Yeah, 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 said yeah. That. He's giving out the details, but what I'm saying is that is are, he's reading off what was said on the stand. That's that's what he said. What they whoever said, on said the that stand. on the stand. This is the same guy, right? The same person, the neighbor. Yes. Yeah, that's bullshit right there, bro. How do you know it's bullshit, though? Much? That that sound like he's just coming up some, with some shit now. Nah. Really? He ain't got no dog in the fight. <laughs> that, man, bro. this is the one dude that took the stand that ain't got no dog in the fight. All everybody else who's taking the stand has a dog in the fight. But he also the, said that he didn't see anybody with the gun. He just said he saw the flash. Again, he ain't got no dog in the fight. So how you see all of that though? Because he right there. It's dark as hell. You ain't gonna necessarily see the gun, but you see somebody getting their ass beat. Mm. Again. This is the one person who has no dog in the fight. The doctors have a dog in the fight because they did the surgery. They looked at the feet. They see is they know it's bullet fragments in her feet and all of that shit. Kelsey got a Kelsey got a dog in the fight because she tried to protect herself. Of course, Megan has a dog in the fight because she's the one who got shot. Everybody who's taking the stand has a vested interest in protecting themselves. Yeah. Today is the one person who ain't got a dog in the fight. This is what I saw. This is what I saw. This is what happened when I saw it. All of that. When Megan said that she was shot, I'm asking, because I don't remember her full testimony and all the things that she said. When she said when she said she was shot, did she say she seen Tori shoot her, or she or she turned around and saw Tori with the gun? Like, how she clear said was Tory it? Shot him. That's why I said Tor- she saw Tori with the gun. She saw Tori with the gun. Everybody's story is just she totally different. Tor- she saw Tori with the gun. I believe she saw Tori with the gun. I don't believe that Tori was like dance, bitch. Bow, 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 bow. I could be wrong. I wasn't there. 
Now that now and I was gonna ask you that. Now to that point right there, because even because even the dude who testified today said that he saw sparks come from her. Yeah, and he saw sparks come from Tori too. Now let me ask you this. Now could Tori have possibly been on some just some reckless endangerment type shit? And he's was not it... charged with attempted murder. No, 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 no. Wait, no, wait a minute. Oh, go, 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 go. He's not. He's not charged with attempted murder or anything. Yeah, he's a. He's basically charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, that clearly shows to me that he wasn't trying to kill her. Hey, right. But it also shows to me that he was reckless. Reckless. Now that he could have been on some reckless drunk shit, he was probably shooting at the ground and he probably accidentally shot her. That could be a thing. That could be that. I, mean, I think. Possibly I, think too. I think. Look, it's either two ways. It's either two. It's either two ways. This gonna go. He actually was shooting at her at the ground and accidentally hit her feet because he was drunk and on some reckless endangerment shit, or it went the way that you said. Kelsey got the gun and then they was, you know what I'm saying, sh- struggling with it, you know what I'm saying, blah, 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 then boom, accident, boom, shots went off. That's, it's either one way or the other here. One way or the other. Like, look, I believe that, look, she got shot. She got shot. She got shot. But all this shit points towards a mistrial to me. Oh, I've been saying it was gonna be. A, I was saying it was gonna be a mistrial before the trial even started. There's nothing clear cut here. If I was a juror, like I'm dead ass in shambles right now, like mind blown. Like I don't know what to believe, who to believe. Nothing significantly points towards Tory or Kelsey or whatever or Megan's testimony or nothing. Like doesn't shit. Nothing. Nothing's adding up. Nothing is. Equaling out to an actual shooter, just shit don't don't it ain't adding up, and it's, and that's gonna be sad. That's gonna be sad to see that we're not gonna get justice off this. It's gonna be a mistrial because we're never gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the lawyers, for what it's worth, I think both I think both the defense and the prosecution has done a terrible job. But and I now also, we don't even have the bodyguard. Where's the bodyguard, bro? That's the name. The, the pod should be called Where's the Bodyguard? God damn it. Shit. Where he at? Like, this this whole thing is a shit show at this point for me, bro. Once we, once the bodyguard went missing, quote unquote missing, bro, this shit turned into a shit show. This is a shit show in my eyes. Like, this is some real life Netflix Lifetime movie bullshit, fam. Like dead ass, fam. Look, man, I BET movie of the week type shit, dog. Look, man, I'm a. <laughs> That's what this is. I'm gonna say is... this, <laughs> and we gonna move on. Yes. To 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 the men, the men folk. We gotta stop acting like Meg didn't get shot. Oh yeah. She got shot. It's nothing else from there. Tori was there with Tori was there. Kelsey was there. Bodyguard was there. If you listen to the original recordings from Kelsey, she she has more details than the bullshit that she tried to do on the stand. Meg got shot and it was dark outside. If anybody is by that damn gun, you're going to assume one of the people by the gun 
shot you. So I'm not mad at Megan for saying that Tori shot her. Because yeah. clearly, ladies and gentlemen, from the testimony of basically everybody, the nigga had the gun. You can't refute none of that. I'm confused about the selective the selective anger when it comes to that part. Y'all hate Megan Thee Stallion that much? She ain't never did nothing to none of y'all niggas. And y'all hate her that much that y'all bringing up who she fucked as a reason for her to not get shot? By Tory, it's like they, it's like everybody's justifying why she got shot. Like it's like she deserves like sex is justifying why you got shot, fam. Like that's the wild. You got you. Look, you you slept with all these men, and you you know what I'm saying you was on some drunk shit, so you you probably deserved it. Yeah, that that's wild to me. Yeah, but she clearly got shot. It was three people to blame. The girl that was with her who was not in the same room as Meg when she said it, said that Tori shot her. She texted the bodyguard. Tori shot Meg. Where you at? Where you at? <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm confused on how you can be mad at Meg when all of these things have been said and only been denied by one person because she got on the stand and she didn't want to incriminate herself. And to me, the only reason why you do take the fifth is if your hand was on that gun too. But if I shoot you or if a gun go off, matter of fact, just look at all of these Instagram videos and shit, G. All these joke Instagram videos where the, the, the guy, you know, he, he goes into Walmart and he throws some shit or he smacks a ass or some shit and then all of a sudden he walks away and everybody looking around. Yeah. Nigga, you was the only one right there. You had to do it. I mean, what else you want? What else do we want her to say? That's what's confusing to me. Yeah. <clears throat> it's there was only three people there, and the bodyguard didn't do it. Or did he? It was where too low. Where he at? Because his shit wasn't on the gun. Where he at? He probably doing the same thing that Kelsey has did. Oh man, I don't want no pause this shit. <laughs> Nigga, ain't that like illegal? You're a witness, man. Like if yeah. they find you, bro, they're gonna they're gonna arrest you for um what what is it, bro? What was what's it was it um obstruction of justice? Or uh, yeah, obstruction of justice, bro. Like you're gonna get fucking arrested, dog. Like where the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> like look, man, she got shot. I don't know if it was Daystar. But his hand was on the gun. And again, I'm just saying my theory 
I believe both of their hands was on the gun when it happened because it was a struggle for that gun. Not a bad theory, fam. Like it should. And I believe that. I believe that. And I believe that Tory shot in the air to tell motherfuckers to stop. Like chill, chill, and then told Kelsey, "I'll beat your ass." But he also didn't. He also wasn't concerned for Meg. He also wasn't like, "Oh shit." Man got shot. Let's go get us some milk. Damn, everybody tweets. No, this bitch just talked shit about him for about 30 minutes on the way home. And they got to where they at. She got out. She got shot. He ain't give a fuck about that shit. Because she said his career wasn't shit. Yeah. Before so he wasn't he wasn't so active <clears throat> to go help her out. Yeah. So again, both both gun both hands are on the gun. Gun goes off. He gets the gun from Kelsey. Lick shots in the air. Bitch, I'll beat your ass. Let's go pick this big bitch up and take her to the hospital. <laughs> that's how I think it went. Literally, that's how I think it went. Is Tory's defense? What is Tory's defense? Is Tory's defense saying that 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 Kelsey shot, or he's just saying that he didn't do it? He ain't really saying shit, but his lawyers has insinuated that Kelsey was the shooter. Right, but see, but I'm saying, like, is it gonna come to a point where Tory's gonna actually have to take the stand and actually say that, or is he just gonna his defense is gonna just pretty much be like, I don't remember. This looks like Tory actually has to take the stand, bro. He don't have to take the stand if everybody's confused. Well, make it more confusing, stand, goddamn it, shit. You were... It's already confused. We already at the reasonable doubt standpoint. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to shut the fuck up. So he chilling there. He just gotta let the shit just play out. I chill. I ain't gotta say shit. <laughs> what if he gets called? He doesn't have to uh, take the stand if he's not called to the stand. Correct? It's, it's the the um the prosecution rest. It's they the rest defense it? side. The prosecution rest. So it would be up to defense. It would be up to the to defense, defense now which to is Tory. Yeah. Okay. But the, but you said the prosecution did rest. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, this shit is definitely a mistrial. I can't believe they wouldn't call Tory to the. I can't believe they wouldn't call Tory to the stand, and I and, and question him. That's weird, right? Not necessarily. It depends on how everything is set up. It seems like everybody that was involved is taking the stand or was t- or scheduled to take the stand, but Tory. You would think that the defense would take the stand, like even if the prosecution would be nah, like, "Yo, we want we want to ask Tory, we want to question you, him about this." Shit. You see, you see a lot. You see in a lot of cases, murderers never take the stand. Why? Hmm. I might slip up and say some shit that make you believe, and it might even not be me slipping up and saying I did the shit. Yeah. It could be just they might fail at you narcissistic. They might feel that like you you um not remorseful and all of that stuff, which makes them believe that you did the shit. Tory best bet is to shut the fuck up. Especially when you got Kelsey, she didn't play at the fifth. The bodyguard then disappeared. Looked like Tory about to skate out of this one. Yeah, I I said day one, man, mistrial. I think that I think that. The defense attorneys has did enough of confusing the people to say, you know what? There's gonna be people in there that say, nah, I'm not. 
I'm not, I have enough reasonable doubt to believe that he didn't do it. Yeah. And I believe that, I, I don't believe that 12 people in that jury are going to convict Tory Lanez Can't be, for this. Can't be. But, but that does not do not that does not push aside the fact that I believe that if Tory would have shut the fuck up, this would not be happening. But again, women mad, they all drunk, they get into it. Meg like I'm out. Kelsey like oh no bitch. Gun comes out. Tory grabs the gun. Struggle ensues. Ensues. A couple of shots rang out. Her feet gets hit. Tori muffs the shits out of Kelsey. Lick the shots in the air. I'll beat your ass, bitch, too. Get the fuck on. Man, fuck that bitch. She told me my career wasn't hot. We can't leave her that bleeding, though, fam. You right. Go get that big bitch. I believe that's how that night went. Quintessential drunk night. Now back to the niggas that's more invested than the women in this case. That shit's confusing to me. Yeah. Clearly she got shot. Tory Lanez is not that popular enough to me to, to stand on his shield. So niggas putting the cape on for him? <clears throat> that was just me. Yeah. Not that you. big enough of an artist for me to be like... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said not even getting the cape, it's the shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Like, Reflecting wow. all the shit, huh? <laughs> like, she did it. Boom, 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 boom. She'll know who shot her. Boom, 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 boom. She shot herself. Boom, 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 boom. She had no surgery. Boom, 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 boom. That doctor line. Like, yeah. why niggas so invested in another nigga? In another woman's situation that's violent like this is beyond me. It to me, it does make niggas look bad. Like, I agree. I've never been one of those people that says all women this, all men that, all women this, all men that. But I look at the amount of niggas that's gonna jump up and down like like Argentina just won the World Cup. Once they say it's a mistrial, because mistrial doesn't mean that Tory Lanez didn't do not it guilty. or did it or either or. Yeah, it just is a deadlock jury. It's a mistrial. But, you know, once it's the mistrial, there's going to be five niggas on your timeline that says, man, I told y'all oh, Tory yeah. Lanez didn't do it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's coming. I told y'all he didn't do it. It's a mistrial. Don't give a fuck about that shit. It's not guilty to me. Like <laughs> that's wild to me, man. But oh. they supposed to be going to um to final um the final words and shit soon. Okay, shit moving fast. So it's gonna be I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I always first of all, I never understand why shit takes so long to go to trial, but also when shit go to trial, I'll be like, damn, shit over already? <laughs> I always she think of high profile. I always think of high profile cases being like the OJ trial. 
Oh, yeah, the OJ trial fucked us up. Bro, that was, like, one of, like, I was so young, but, like, I was, that might have been, like, the first trial I ever followed. As and I was only, like, that was the first trial, that was the first trial that was all popping up on. Yes. Reality bro. TV and channels have been created because of the OJ Simpson trial. Yeah. People have jobs forever. Yeah. Because of the OJ Simpson trial. But I always think of like the high profile cases, regardless of like the, you know, what's what's like trying to be prosecuted or like that. I always think them to like run longer. So like you saying like final words and shit like that is coming up for this trial. Be like, yeah. damn, this shit was only for like a week and a half. Yeah, God, that, like you thought you would get more, but he wasn't about to get like a year of the OJ <laughs> trial on this shit. It, that shit crazy. But it felt like it was years because it took years yeah. before it could go into in front of the um front of the courts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the courts. That's the part that like. But yeah, it's just like, like niggas, that. niggas. That best investing in this shit is weird to me. Blame the shade room, bro. Shade room fault, bro. Shade room got these niggas all into this shit, bro. Master P blame the shade room too. Let's blame the shade room for everything. <laughs> shade room, bro. It's they fault, bro. And shade then be, you want to know what be so funny too with the shade room family? Like, shade room's fault. Yeah, tell us about what's funny about the shade room. The shade room is the motherfuckers in the comments, bro. Oh, like, comments. so like when, when when people be no no no, this this be killing me right here. If and they they post something about Megan or Tory, and then motherfuckers be like, y'all still talking about this? That part be killing that me. Bitch, why are you here? Can y'all stop? Like, no, look, you can move on. You can go past this. There's you no can reason. keep scrolling, fam. Y'all are the reasons why the shade room is the shade room, fam. So why you getting mad now? That they consistently posting updates on some shit that y'all talking about in the first place. That shit always kills me. I always go to comments for a good laugh with Shade Room. If you want a good laugh, go, go to, to the Shade Room, dog. Hey, if you want that, go to the Shade Room comments and Fox News comments. Those are right. conversations. Those, those man, I be up in I be up in the Fox News comments just saying some random ass shit. Every I time, had, every time I you a, post some shit, it always come up my timeline too. I, mean, I know, hey, like this is bullshit. Stupid. Like I have, I have a nice amount of white Republican followers because some of the wild shit that I have said. All you gotta do is post one funny comment in Fox News, bro, and then all this shit is just gone. Yeah, I just be like, <laughs> he gonna have, uh, he gonna I have. I said some shit. One... <laughs> he got three hundred likes and reactions in like twenty minutes. I said some shit, vice lords for Trump, one day. <laughs> Stupid. And niggas was like, wait a minute, what? White people was like, "Yeah, I know we love them." Like, stupid, bro. What the fuck is y'all talking about? <laughs> y'all really know what's going on. But yeah, man. Um, speaking of Master P, yeah. um, let's go ahead and go to that next. Um, Master <laughs> P and Lil Romeo have went back and forth. Master P posted the unfor- yeah. about the post um, unfortunate passing of um, DJ Twitch. Um, who was the executive producer and like DJ and dancer. He was at the Ellen show. Um, he died by suicide. Um, I believe he was only 40. Yeah. Um, and Master P posted about that, which angered Romeo, I believe. I would say that's the word. He went on Instagram and and he, he, he basically called his daddy a fraud and, and said um, a number of things. Romeo started to get attacked a little bit in the comment section where he decided to tell everybody that, hey, man, we was living check to check. You know, low key. You know, our family was. 
and you know um he the 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 money from his album sales his album sales that went to tax um tax debt that uh master p is allegedly you know received um and then master p you know came back hit him with the mental illness is real weird is real then romeo clapped back next thing you know we see master p hold um um holding the phone in his hand sounded like his voice is cracking saying some things and romeo clapped back then we saw master p on the staircase or some stairs with the the cereal box that him and snoop are doing right next to it right next to him you know doing his mia copa mm-hmm. um what are your thoughts on the situation before? Bro, this shit is all escalating like fast, bro. Like it's just like, what are we doing here? Romeo was okay. Feel me, okay. Romeo was upset at Master P because Master P shared his thoughts on DJ Twitch and what was the actual like he called him a fraud because of what exactly? Because so he wasn't, sympath- he wasn't sympathetic about his own daughter when his daughter passed or yeah whatever. i believe see i believe that all of this revolves around the um the unfortunate passing of p's daughter romeo's sister and she accidentally and she that her death was an accidental drug overdose correct i believe it was a i believe it was an overdose but it sounds like to me that she had some some mental issues that were unchecked possibly okay okay so, uh, so what you're saying is like maybe Master P wasn't aware or cared much about his own daughter's well-being, but he's showing remorse to a, a stranger. I think, that, I think that's how um, Romeo took it. I think Romeo picking a fight with his dad, with his daddy. But I, I this, this is my thing right here. Like with that, I feel like man, what Master P and Romeo got going on, bro, ain't for us, fam. We should not. I, I, I'm gonna just leave it like this. We should not be knowing about them being broke and all of that would possibly being broke. Like, whatever issues that man got going on with his daddy, bro, call that man because you would think, like, just a month or so ago, they good. He cool with his daddy. I would have never thought Romeo and his daddy would be beefing with each other. Like, that shit just, just came out of left field for me, fam. Like, I'm all the way confused. Like, but it seemed like that they them two, they family as a whole got a lot of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? And they need to go like to therapy, counseling, or something, bro. Yeah, I see. It's a lot, I don't bro. Believe, <laughs> I don't believe this is about money. I believe this is trauma. Okay. And that's why I'm conflicted about this whole thing. I believe that that triggered. Romeo Mm -hmm. seeing him talk about Twitch yeah but believing what he's seeing from his father yeah around the passing of his daughter Romeo's sister Mm -hmm. um we all look let's 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 call a spade a spade everybody's family is not perfect Mm -mm. we all go through things and even more so, we we get on social media 
and we mask all these shits like none of like this could def never be my family type shit. I I don't side with nobody in this shit based off of trauma. It sounds like to me that Romeo has not gotten over his sister. Okay. And he may have feel he may feel like P has. Like he yep. <clears throat> like he's just moved on and you know he's moved on all of that. I also believe that because there's a stigma in the black community about mental health anyway. Yeah. Like me and my parents, me and my parents last week had a strong conversation. A, a very strong conversation. To to me telling my mom some things that I saw growing up that she refused to admit. So you you have all these things built up in you something's gonna trigger it and i think that was the final straw for romeo and and that's why i say all of this is trauma mike and i'm not trying to bring a conversation between two black men a father and a son for some fodder to determine who's right and who's wrong when they're both going through shit in their own way. Like is, I said on summer sessions last night, uh, shouts out to Scott, Pav, and Merck. <coughs> I said shit been, Shit went downhill for Master P ever since he showed off that golden toilet. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when you are Master P and you have what you have, right? The access, the money, the power, the fame. You billionaires ain't gonna be the best fathers. Millionaires ain't gonna be the best fathers <clears throat> because you're so focused on making that money and continually doing things to, to, to keep the shit flowing. You got multiple businesses, you're probably CEOs or CFOs or co-founders and all that stuff. I can't expect a billionaire to be the most emotionally available person for you because I got mm -hmm. so much other shit going on. And it sounds like to me that P maybe was never that much emotionally available in his kids. But to get some of the things you want to get that you feel like you need to achieve for the family. Yeah. You might not be emotionally available to a motherfucker. Like, you ain't going to a basketball game. And if your son missed the final shot, you're probably not walking to him in the moment saying, son, let's go get him next time. Like, you're not doing that. And if you're in the entertainment business, if you are a label owner and all of this stuff, it's definitely going to be hard for you to do that. Mm-hmm. So I believe that P and his son 
might not have never had the relationship that we thought that they had. But with that being said, this again is something that I had to talk to my parents about. It's I'm trying to find the right way of putting it. Because I don't think I, I, I said it to my parents the right way. I know I did. But okay, I'll say it like this. When you was out there making that money, I probably needed a hug. When you was out there on tour, probably need to have a conversation. When you bought your first crib, <clears throat> you bought, you got, you landed your first apartment, and now you're about to change things around. You spent money on getting all of that done. Yeah, you wasn't with me doing it together and bonding. Merck said something last night that I, that when he said it, I was like, damn. He talked about Thanksgiving and how he feels that Thanksgiving is a holiday where it's all hands on deck and everybody is creating amongst themselves, whether it's the food, they're cooking, they, they're, they're together watching sports, yeah. all of these things. And, and it cheapens it when you go and order food. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because for Thanksgiving everybody's supposed to be cooking together yeah. kind of like our soul food TV show and when he said that I was like damn that it hit different <clears throat> because it's like I was saying earlier when you do certain things you have to make a sacrifice for something else and sometimes that sacrifice is going to be the most innocent people which is your kids and when I damn near guarantee that that Romeo had talked to his father about this shit before. And he was like, yo, enough is enough. I got to go talk my shit because clearly he not listening. Yeah. And P now is on the defensive like, yo, I don't need all my personal business on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was going to do a mental health concert. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, simply, man, I'm not taking sides on a father and son shit mm-hmm. that it looks like to me <clears throat> that their issues are deeply rooted. Oh, yeah. There's some deep issues. And looking at this Pete thing, it's inspired me to, even at eight, to work on my relationship with my son. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my son to be like that when he gets older. Yeah. Dismissing me and all that shit. Saying you should have did this and you should have did that. You did that. Because <clears throat> like I told my father, man, my father wasn't the most emotionally available. I can't even think of a time when my father was emotionally available for me. And then I thought of a situation where I had came out of a miscarriage. Um, and talking to him really reeled me back. And but that's still a handful of time. A lot of parents need to understand that sometimes your kid wants the hug and not necessarily the dub. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing you at the game is enough because you're there, you're supporting. And I don't think a lot of older parents understand that because they've spent so much time in building a foundation for you. 
I cook, I clean, I made sure that the lights was on. I did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Before you turned 16. Mm-hmm. Love me. Then like nah, G. <laughs> New age parents has to understand that kids know a bit more about emotional intelligence than you do. They have worked out, they have worked in, they have developed friendships and all of these things, and you wasn't there. But you, again, were saying, I cooked, I cleaned, I did all of this. You better appreciate it. Like Parents love saying that shit. You better appreciate everything that I did. Nobody's saying that you were not appreciated. You have to understand there's some things that you feel that is great and that might be all you know, et cetera, et cetera. But on the flip side, it's going to, it might hurt your relationship with your own kid. And again, you're thinking, you know what? I even use this better situation. I even use this better situation. Mike, you a father of a daughter. Mm -hmm. You work hard to provide for her. Mm -hmm. There's going to be one day she comes in the house and she talks to you about a boy. Please, God, no. And when she talks, or girl. Please, God, no. (laughs) Boy, go ahead. Or it's a lot of alphabets now, Mike. Yeah, man, I know. But one day your daughter gonna come in the house and she gonna ask you about a boy. Okay. How you react to that is probably gonna determine how she feel about men going forward. How she feel about you. You have the conversation with her and then you, let's say, deny or you 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 push her away. I don't want to talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do that enough that you're gonna push her into her arms of a nigga that she ain't got no business being around. What you gonna do? You could have did it in a moment. You could have did it by being emotionally available. Yada yada yada. Did now she fucking some nigga named Jimmy from Mississippi. Please God, no. Who got four kids? They met online. Please God, like, no. but I love him. Please God, no. <clears throat> and it's crazy that you bring that up too, because to this that that's a conversation that I've been having, that I've been preparing to have with myself since my daughter was born. That conversation, because I know it's gonna come one day. I know it's gonna come one day. That's a conversation to this day. Like I. I ha- I have that conversation in my head and out loud, you know what I'm saying, amongst myself. And I would hope that any man with a daughter or a son, because, you know, sons can come to you and have conversations about girls. Yeah. Like, hey, dad, you know, it's, but that might be an easier conversation for um, a man to, ha- a dad to have with his son. But like, you know what I'm saying, that conversation to have with your daughter, like I've been just, that's just a random thought because you bring that up. That's just, 
I've been having that conversation with myself and preparing myself for that conversation to this day. So just just as like any guys out there with with daughters and you and you say that right there, like that's perfect example. Like be prepared to have that conversation and don't push your child away. Don't push your daughter away from that conversation. Be mature and have a mature conversation with your daughter about that. And that goes with any other situation with sons, daughters, in any scenario of life that they might want to have a conversation about. Have that conversation. Be there for that child. Be there for your child. Be that parent. Be be what your child needs at the time when they need it. You know what I'm saying? And encourage your child to always come to you whenever. Whether they might think you too busy, tell them anyway. Like, hey, dad, hey, mom, I want to talk to you about this or and. And when they do come to you, be available. Be available at all times. To but your see, time. Mike, one, I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. Because see, here's the other part of that. When you don't do it, or you wait, you wait so long to do it, mm-hmm. it ends up biting you in the ass when they get older. Yeah. And then also, you're not at a you're not at a time where you're trying to hit shit. You're not really trying to gather the information your child trying to give you because you did all of those things. So now the kid resents you even more because now you've grown and you ain't listened to him. And a lot of uh, even us do that same shit and expect the outcome of everything going to be all right. Mm-hmm. So to bring it back to P&M, that's why I believe it was something that triggered triggered Romeo to just be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm just it. gonna I'm just gonna add this out. I'm just gonna go ahead and empty the clip. Yeah. And again, I unless a billionaire tells me different, man, I I find it hard for that type of person to have that much of an emotional impact on their kid. Yeah. See, that's physical impact. There's, you know, showing you how to get money doing this, doing that, and, and knowing how to play that game. But ultimately, I need to help teach you how to be a father yeah. by doing things that a father should do. Like break the chains that your father or your mom once had and not be like them, learn from that mistakes. And apparently, Bow Wow, I mean, not Bow Wow, um, but Romeo has... <laughs> Done things in his career where he's straight. Yeah. And that's why I believe that this is trauma. And it sucks. Because maybe his daughter's death was preventable. That's something he got to live with, though. Yeah. That's something um, Romeo got to deal with, too, as I'm about to transition to Bow Wow um, a bit. Romeo, um, Rome, I, th- I think, though, with this situation, though, I feel like this is something that, you know, can be fixed. And I, I don't yeah. see... I, I guess they, it ain't going to be I, anytime I, soon, though. It ain't going to be anytime soon, much. but I definitely, you know what I'm saying, see this situation turning out for the better for both of them and, you know what I'm saying, them mending that but, relationship and growing but, as a better... I hate to but see Mike, it. But what that's crazy, we think we know celebrities, but we have no idea Yeah, what's for the <clears> better for them. Yeah, might take a whole bunch of digging before you get to it. Oh yeah. 
But from the outside, from the outside looking in, no, yeah. we love to see Romeo and Master P get along and show that they have a great father-son relationship because that's the that's what you love to see. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, uh, the, the person who built this tank right here, this no limit shirt. And I actually didn't I, I didn't wear this shirt because I didn't even know we were talking about Master P today. So it just so happens that we were talking about Master P and Romeo that I got on a no limit shirt right now. But it's good to, you know what I'm saying? The guy who built this and bring his son into the world, into this game, and you know what I'm saying, mold him to be the celebrity that he is today. You hate to see that them two getting into it with each other, bro, on social media, bro. You hate to see it. I <laughs> hate it. Yeah, it's tough as hell. Tough, bro. Tough. But it's hard to feel any other way. Yeah. And that's why I sit this one out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is all about trauma, trauma that I have no idea. To, to to help out and fix so let me ask you a question before we move on about yeah. trauma so say for instance like like if if i was in a situation where like growing up and i've seen like my dad like i've seen him do things growing up as a kid you know and i, I won't say what like you know what i'm saying things okay. that could possibly have traumatized a kid like could have possibly traumatized me like made me feel like obviously it makes me feel a certain way mm. but like I've seen things, but it didn't, it didn't affect me, and, uh, and and it doesn't like change the way I feel about him to this day. Like I like, I just talked to my dad today. Like I called him early. Like we and my dad have a great relationship. <clears throat> like does that? But it doesn't traumatize me. It didn't traumatize me though. But it it would you would it don't. If, if I told you or told somebody what it is that you know what I'm saying I seen growing up. That it would, it, it could possibly traumatize somebody else and affect them in the so, long term, but it doesn't affect me. Like I just kind of like when I see these things, I kind of like just you know be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's fucked up, you so, know. But I, I I see it and I understand, you know what I'm saying? Possibly what was going on at that time, and I've moved yeah. on from it. But it's just not something that ever traumatized me, and I would never like use that against him. Like you know what I'm saying? But what happened yeah. happened. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm in a situation like when I, I mean, see shit like that, I'd be like, it happened and it happened. Yeah, it, it, but it happened and, and trauma. But what kind of person does that make me? Like, how does that, yeah, like, I mean, how do it, I, is this is like somebody that. It make you Mike B. Look, I, mm-hmm. I'm not no therapist or nothing like that, but yeah, um, I want to, I definitely want to continue this conversation next, next week um, and bring my girl, Kristen Crockett, onto the show. You know, life coach. Yeah, because she would be the perfect person to have this conversation with. Yeah. What I learned from her is that while certain things might not have been traumatizing, it can still hold you back. And it might even hold you back with some of the words that you say to yourself, not thinking that those may be words that you might say to protect yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know what, what you're talking about for yourself to know. And it, it's, it is what it is. Right. But sometimes we use it is what it is to deflect. Okay. Sometimes we use it is what it is to blow off something instead of tackling the situation head on. 
And sometimes we just feel like it ain't big enough to tackle. Okay. But what happens sometimes is that those smaller things become bigger things. And then especially as you grow into being a father and a husband, you start seeing shit. And then it triggers other shit. Right. Like at first it didn't mean shit, but I just had a moment where it triggered it. Okay. And now I got questions. See, I think I guess I haven't gotten to that. Like, I guess that moment hasn't came yet. Matter of fact, I'll, where... I'll I won't even beat around the bush. I'll just tell you about part of the conversation that me and my father had. My father from Greenwood, Mississippi. Okay. Born in 1956. I don't know that much about my father when I started to think. I don't know that much about my father. I've probably seen one photo of my father as a kid, mm. as a young man. Yeah. One. And when I mean young man, I'm talking about teenager. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen no baby picture picture of my father. I've not seen a school picture of my father. The youngest photo I've ever seen of my father was in the, the early 70s. Him with a nice amount of hair in his head. <laughs> looking just like my little brother with a cigarette in his hand. And the picture was marked for another woman. This is way before you met my mom. Mm-hmm. The youngest I've ever seen my father. When we go to Mississippi, I've never met any of my father's friends in Mississippi mm-hmm. or people he may have went to school with yeah. or anything like that. It's like my father's life is a mystery outside of what we know of him being my father. Mm-hmm. I learned more during the weekend of my grandmother's funeral about my father than I've ever known. Like I saw a friend of his, and he was like, oh, man, your father, your uncle, they was wild as hell out here. And me and, me and my cousin um, Otis like, oh, tell us more. Because we heard stories about him with his siblings, but we ain't heard nothing outside of that, really. Right. And him telling us the stories about my father and everything, and, and my cousin's father, Looking like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I believe my father could not go back to Mississippi. That's a theory I've had since that weekend. Something happened when my father and my uncle was like, yo, y'all can't come back. I don't know what it is, but something happened. Mm-hmm. Stand on that. But I give y'all that backstory to, to give you the, the, the real part of it. And it's like this with a lot of us, our fathers. His mother, my grandmother, taught him how to survive. That's the life lessons that she gave my father. My stepfather didn't really give a fuck about him and my uncle. Like he gave a fuck about his kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Not saying he didn't help my dad out, but all them life lessons and shit, 
He tried to deliver to his kids. And not my father never really liked that. So my father, only thing he knew was to work to support the family. Once I got a bit older, all that emotional shit stopped. And there was times that I was going through some shit and I couldn't go to my father and have that conversation with him. Because he didn't, well, I didn't know it at the time. But growing up and now being a parent of three and seeing what my father's going through today, he wasn't really the emotional present nigga. Yeah. <clears throat> like the nigga on fences without having a side family. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my father thinks, or he, he's under the thought, or was under the thought that I did the best I could to take care of you. And I had to tell my father, that is true. And this is, this ain't that. Because nobody can question the work that you put in to being the best father that you know how. But what he had to understand is that there's a price that comes to that. Mm -hmm. And he acknowledged it before I even can get to it. Yeah. Like there's a price that comes with always going to work. There's a price to pay for missing your assemblies and it's a price to pay of missing your games because it's on a weekday. But being able to go to your cousin games because it's on a week weekend. And I'm not trying to take off to go see you. Yeah. I got to work. I got bills to pay. Yeah. But there's a price to pay because those moments I wanted to share with my father. Those were times that I wanted to share with him. And we never really got that growing up. Mm-hmm. Now my father's going through things with his health, his vision, and things of that nature. And now he won't that. Well, he feels like that should come automatically. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, bro, I'm your daddy. I'm your son. Yeah. I had to learn how to be emotionally available for Trey and Landon and Liam. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to hug my kids and not feel weird about it. Right. Because that's nothing I experienced. <clears throat> I had to learn to talk to them instead of yelling at them. I had to learn to talk to my son when he's dealing with frustrations. Like at first, he would get frustrated about certain things. Like, why the fuck you getting frustrated about this shit? Stop tweaking. But then I had to unlearn that thought process and have better conversations with my son. Right. And probably the biggest thing is affirmations. I, I never, I didn't have the father or the mother that told me what I can be often. Now, did it happen like during graduations and shit? Oh man, I'm proud of you, man. You graduated on time. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I ain't really get no affirmations from my parents. 
I never got anything that said that I can be something better. I heard the I heard my mother regurgitate shit from some, what somebody else said. But I never heard my mom be like, you know what? I know you're going through some shit right now. Things going to get better. Yada, 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 yada. I ain't never get that shit. Right. That's trauma. Or that could become trauma. Because you take that shit and it builds up wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we understand that as black men. I don't think we understand that as black people. That's how anxiety and depression and all of those things starts because then you now don't know how to deal with certain shit or you scared to deal with shit. Like I told my father a lot of the shit that we've done is to make y'all proud, not necessarily to make me proud. Uh-huh. So it took me a while to do things to make shit better for me. And I still struggle with that. I know Miriam probably going to cuss me out on Friday to say, do something for yourself. (laughs) But I don't know how because I spent so long doing shit for other people because that's what I saw my father do. Uh But now I struggle with my father struggles with or did struggle with, man, I got to do something for me. I do something to make me feel better. Because I've sacrificed shit for y'all for all this time. Yeah. And that's the other part. You don't want your parents to make, you don't want to say these things and make your parents feel like they didn't do shit. You didn't do shit for them. Right. If they did, yeah. it's just that sometimes the way you do certain things might come with a price. Sometimes you could be so overprotective of your daughter as soon as she gets some dick for the first time, she become a hoe. Please, God, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, it's no, real I got shit. You. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, instead of talking to your daughter about certain things, you shut her ass off. Mm-hmm. Hell no. <laughs> and yeah. then next thing you know, she starts dealing with a nigga who, oh, I'm going to be that listening in, because I know once I be that listening in, I'm going to get everything that I want. <sighs> like, I salute my cousin slash best friend because he like they go, they they travel their ass off. Mm-hmm. And they was just in the Turks and Caicos and they was there with that daughter. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, when she get old, older, she's going to deal with niggas who do X, Y, and Z because or, of what her father. Oh, she's gonna set the, the she's gonna set the she's gonna set the bar. Right, the you know, bar set, set. the bar go that's and that's the goal I have with right. my daughter. Like those the, yeah, the, the standard, the bar gotta be set before yeah. you even get to that. You even get but, to that level of right. wanting to be like dating right. or like that, the bar will be set. Right. But here's the caveat to that though, Mike. Yeah. If you're doing all these things, but when the time comes, you're not having the conversations with your daughter. Mm-hmm. If you're not having those father-son, I mean those father-daughter conversations. I'm showing you this, but I'm not showing you that. Yep. And when it comes to a parent, man, there's no manual, no real true manual to show somebody how to be a parent. Yeah. You just learn off of what you didn't get from your parents and you try to give that 
to your kids. But bringing that back to Pete, man, you was out there no limit soldier and all of those things and nothing's wrong with that. But when you're doing all of those things, it might be a price to pay for your family. Yep. You, and, and that's part of the cost of being where you at. And that's why therapy and all of those things are important. That's why talking to people are important. I, I'll tell you my thing, and, and we could go ahead with the rapid fire shit to end the pod. Yep. And this is probably the most honest I've ever been on this goddamn podcast, too. Mm-hmm. We pod, baby. It's all yeah, good. we pod today. I, I struggle with feeling like I belong in different spaces. Mm-hmm. Because of nobody told me that I did. I used to find myself feeling like that I have to sneak in the back way to get it done. And for years, fam, I felt like that. It's almost like a Charlie Brown complex. It's like if something can go wrong, get real go wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this card that Kristen gave to me after I did this presentation in the mentorship program that we have at our work. And this clearly states that I realized part of my issue after working with her. Mm -hmm. She said, JR, your internal battle has never once been about your skill. You've always had the ability to own your role with the skills uh, with skill, I had I used to use the um, the analogy of Sam's on Lean on Me, where mm-hmm. he was smart, but he always did dumb shit. Yeah, and he had to get out of his own way, mm-hmm. not to crack shit. I ain't doing crack, <laughs> but we had the running joke that she that I was Sam's, and she was Mister Clark. Okay, so she said Sam's left you a long time ago, many years ago, but you haven't fully let him go. You're still holding on to the perspective that no one else has of you. You you get those things when you don't get those affirmations. Yeah. You don't get people or the people closest to you. Most notably your parents. Like, look, fam, you, you got it. Is you got it, you gonna be good, blah 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 blah. Because again, that's some shit that I just never got. So when I did things, sometimes I'd be like, "Damn, did I do it right? Did I do it wrong?" And it's shit that I still deal with to this day. And then you start feeling like you are overcompensating for certain things, or you feel like. <laughs> that nobody's ever going to take a chance on you. Mm-hmm. And I had to deal with that shit for years. And when she broke that shit down to me, man, I was crying like a bitch. <laughs> All right, what the fuck? That's okay. Because he ripped off those layers. Yeah. And, and, and do me and my father have different conversations now? Yeah. The conversations are different. But for years, man, I had to, I had to, I was fighting an internal battle within me because I felt like 
I wasn't good enough and I had to overcompensate or I had to jump over hoops just to get that. And because of the way that I was brought up, while my childhood was dope, because of what my father and what my mother was able to do, when it comes to that side emotionally, shit, I really just started learning this shit once I got with my wife. Okay. So when I look at P and when I look at Romeo, it's just a lot of underlying shit mm-hmm. that they got to get fixed. Yeah. But that trauma when it comes to his daughter was the clincher. And I ain't up for taking no sides for that. And I don't think nobody should, especially when it comes to two men. I ain't saying black men. I'm saying men. Because mm-hmm. I think whites, blacks, Asians, Latinos, and all those shit, they deal with that shit. And at this time, it ain't even about that. So yeah. it is what it is. All right, man, let's let's get away from this emotional ass fucking part <laughs> of the podcast podcast. Let's go to some rapid fire shit, man. Weekend in football, man. What happened to your cowboys? They clinched the playoff spot. <laughs> That's what happened. All right. Um, <laughs> no, but um, but yeah. Uh, congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. They did clinch uh, a playoff spot. Um, they did unfortunately lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are on a you know a little um win streak right now and keeping themselves in the playoff hunt in the AFC. Um, but yeah, it's so many questions to be answered and. Like I said, and like I tell everybody, that's, I mean, how, how my mindset is with the Cowboys going forward until I actually see, like, dominance. This is a week-by-week week thing for me, and I will always play week-by-week week with the Dallas Cowboys. They are my team. I'm always going to ride and die with them. But, like I said, I'm not, I'm not jumping up and down, uh, happy about 10 wins and us making the playoffs and all that shit like that. It's, it's cool and all of that, but I need to see more. And these past two games against the Texans, which we, who we squeaked by, and against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we just gave up 500 yards to, like, that shit is unacceptable, bro. Like, this is supposed to be, like, one of the best defenses in the league, and, you know, we're giving up 500 yards. And, you know what I'm saying, Dak is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, turning that corner, being the guy that we're supposed to count on, and you throwing pick sixes in overtime. Like, so many questions and so many things that still are to be determined with this team. So with that being said, hey, we 10 and 4. We're moving on to Philly. And you know what I'm saying? Philly rolling and they possibly won't have Jalen Hurts. They possibly will have Jalen Hurts. But hey, I need to see better on both sides of the ball. Is that <laughs> then, New England, is that huh? New England Patriot loss to the Raiders the worst loss? Yeah, that's some wildest. That's the wildest shit I've ever seen. That's either it's either that or the Miami Dolphins Patriots bullshit. So the Patriots are the Patriots are on the losing side of two different miracle plays. Like you hate to see it, <laughs> but yeah, that one right there though, possibly the worst thing I've ending I've ever seen in a football game because so many different questions. One. Why are we running a play? Two, okay, you're running a play, cool. Like, what are you trying to accomplish here, bro? You're going into overtime. Like, what, what, what are we thinking here? 
What are we thinking, bro? So, yes, that shit got to be easily the worst loss I've seen in, like, the worst way to lose a game, not the worst loss. Because, obviously, the Colts just gave up a 33-point lead at halftime to the Minnesota Vikings. This week was a wild week in football. So, going to that next, the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings are down 33-0. to zero and they 33-0 at halftime, dog. I literally, like, I'm not watching this game anymore. I'm watching Jackson State at this point. I'm not even watching this shit. I'm watching college football because that, that game was totally out of hand. And then I turned back, and the Minnesota Vikings are right back in it. 33-point <laughs> lead. I've never seen it happen before. I didn't even know this is this type of thing is possible. Yeah. You know what I'm should, saying? Should niggas be happy that Jackson State lost? Should niggas be happy Jackson State lost? No. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like, he's gone, guys. He's gone. If y'all want to be, if y'all want to be happy to justify y'all reasoning for Dion leaving, then I, right, if that helps y'all sleep better at night, cool. But at the end of the day, fam, Deion Sanders proved his point. They didn't need to win that game to, to, to like, solidify nothing for Deion's legacy at Jackson State or his coaching legacy or anything like that. Them kids went out there and they played their hearts out, fam. And I'm a, that white boy that dropped that touchdown, now the other coach said Deion ain't swack. He ain't swack. <laughs> That tight end, whatever I don't know his name. He sure remained Davis on this pod, but I don't know his name. But that tight end, he ain't swack, all right? Because that shit right there was horrible. Hey man, but they they help us out for sending that man death threats though. That's lame as hell. Yeah, that's that's lame um, as hell, y'all. You should never do that though. But hey, you got to catch that pass, buddy. Yeah, you got to catch that. You got to catch that pass, buddy. Is the World Cup the greatest sporting event of all time? You know what? I'm not going to get too, too excited about the, you know what I'm saying, the World Cup and, like, you know what I'm saying? That shit was definitely exciting to watch, though. Definitely exciting to watch. And you could put it up there possibly as the most popular, like, sporting event ever because the people go crazy for that shit. Like, you could see that they are out there. The crowd is there. The hype around it is there. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very popular worldwide tournament. But I ain't finna see him be on that soccer bandwagon, like helping to be like on that watching soccer, soccer. Bruh, but that shit was exciting to watch. Look, though. That look, shit was lit. Look, it was lit. Look, I turned it on towards the end. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because we was recording first Black Champ, mm-hmm. and I didn't turn it. I was locked in. I was like, "This is what we doing." Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> I mean, it ain't nobody scoring. Until they get the score, like it's not like ten to nothing. Right. It was the World uh, Cup final was suspenseful as hell. A six, a six goal World Cup, bro. Like a soccer game in general. If you get six goals in a soccer game, it's bro, it, that's like scoring. That's like scoring fifty or sixty points in an NFL game. Man, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce half of these dudes' names. <laughs> but but I'm getting hat there, tricks. I'm getting hat right. tricks in soccer, bro. I'm sitting there like, yo, this is. Is this the greatest World Cup of all time? Because, oh, easily. Everybody said it. I'm stuck because I'm stuck on the seat, fam. I don't know half of what's going on, but I'm stuck on the seat. I know what the penalty kicks are. Yeah. And and that right there, like I was lit with them. The World Cup, <laughs> the World Cup has me sucked. Sucked, excuse me. Pause. Oh. <laughs> the World Cup has me stuck 
yeah. on world soccer. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about MLS and all of that stuff, but I am down with country versus country. Oh, yeah. I'm Let's cool go. with that. So when the Olympics come around in, what, three more years, I'm there. When the World Cup comes back around in, what, what seven years or something The like World that? Cup happens every seven years? Uh, it's something like that. I'm going to be watching. Damn. I don't know about the MLS, but show me some I would soccer. say MLS is like every year. That's a yearly thing. I mean, that's, that, like that's, that's, that's a league. Shit. That's a league. I yeah, didn't know yeah. the World Cup was like ever stretched out that far. It stressed out, but I was I was invested in it because okay I don't I'm not sure if you're familiar, but did you see the guy that had the um the seven leg parlay for 500k? Nah, what? All right, so look, check this out. So my guy, so this guy, he did a seven leg futures parlay. He took so I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it off for you real quick. He took Kansas to win the national championship last year. Check it off. Mm-hmm. He took the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA title. Check it off. Mm-hmm. He took the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. Check yep. it off. It happened. He took, he did some other shit on here. I don't know what this is. AC Million. I don't know if that's soccer. AC that's soccer. Hey, what is that? Okay. That's and then soccer. he took the uh, Los Angeles FS winner. Soccer, MLS. Soccer. Okay. He took Man City. I'm not sure if that's soccer or need. That might be soccer yeah. too. That's and then soccer. he had, and then that's, so that's six legs. And then he had France to win the World Cup. And look, check it out. Hold on, wait, wait. Listen to me, baby. So look, he laid a $26 bet, the $26, and that bet was going to potentially pay out $553,000. So one of these Twitter pages that I follow, uh, Bleacher Report Betting, I follow them on IG, and they were following this guy. So this guy had, like, potential cash outs, and he was like, nah, I ain't cashing out. I'm holding. I'm holding. Like, so all through the World Cup, so France was a 650 plus 650 favorite to win to the World Cup, and they made it all the way to the finals. So once they made it all the way to the finals, FanDuel offered him another cash out option of $283,000. He took the cash out. He took it before. The, before. Now he would, oh my God, yes. He took the cash out before the game started. So he took it. And then he kind of like laid like a, uh, like a little hundred thousand, like a, um, like a $500 bet, like straight bet on whatever, but they followed him through this whole process and he cashed out. So that's why I was kind of like invested in that shit too, because I wanted to see if France was going to actually win. And if buddy would have actually won 500 K if he didn't cash out, but good thing he did cash out because he cashed out for $283,000 off a $26 bet. Look, I just won $40 and I was geeked, fam. <laughs> you talking oh, about he had a chance to win 500, 500, 500 I won 53,000. I won $43 and I was geeked out here, fam. <laughs> Shouts out to soccer. Shouts out to um, soccer. Soccer got that man paid. Um, and the last thing, man, the fantasy football, some dude semifinals is going on this weekend. Okay, who you got? Y'all lit, y'all lit. Let me who you see. got, man? Who you right, got? Look, so we got who we who we got in the uh playoffs right now. I know it's me versus DG. All right, let me take a look at what y'all got going on. So shout out to my homie Marion. He going up against uh to uh he going up against the homie Ryan Curry. Shout out to the uh, No yep. Chill podcast. Um, and then you versus DG. Uh, I gotta take a look at what I gotta look at y'all thing, fam. Well, you got a clear. I guess uh DG got to he got to uh make a decision because obviously he had Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. So now he got to wait and see how that plays out. Oh, he gonna pick up Gardner Minshew. Okay. I mean, I would. Really? Would you? Yeah. 
Interesting. Hey, hey, Garvin, not no punk. Yeah, but he ain't played all year, fam. You gonna throw him out there against the Cowboys, bro? Ah, look, man. And expect him to ball? Hey, his coach, his, his <laughs> college coach just passed away. He's gonna dedicate that game. Okay. He gonna dedicate that game to him. Let me see what you're looking like, bang. So you projected to get 122 points. Yeah. And um, let me see. Let me see. So you got Brandon Ayuk on the bench. You ain't got to do all that shit, friend. We ain't got time to go through All right, okay, okay, no, 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 no. I'm just looking. I, I, I'm sorry. So I project, I don't know, though. Based off, I got to see what DG does with the quarterback position. But you know what I'm saying? It might be a tight race, you know, between y'all two. So I can't really pick a winner there. And So basically, you're not picking a winner. All right. I'm going to pick, right. Right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do you versus, you versus Ryan in the, in the, in the finals. There we go. Shit. You versus Ryan. There we go. So no chill podcast versus some dude podcast in the some dude pod fantasy football uh, finals. There we go. We gonna roll like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. And so and you better. And so and if you get to the finals, you better bring it home, buddy. You better bring it home for us. I am in three leagues. Well, four leagues. In three of my leagues, I am in the semifinals. Okay. And I think I'm gonna win in two of the three. That's my think, prediction. Do you think you're gonna win this one? I think this is the one that I get. Um, but why not? Why not you? <laughs> hey, why not me? Man? It'll be two out of three years. I won, right? Did you? I don't think you won. You I did won. win the first. I, I think you took. I think, no, you took third. I think you've the never won one of these. Joey, my, my homie Joey, won the first year. And then right. my, I forgot. I, it was some shit. No and one of my bro. coworkers, uh, Pacheco, Louis Pacheco, he was uh, shaking back. He was in it this year. He was in the um the league this year, but you know he fell down bad. But yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. Well, 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 we'll see what happened with all of those because I would love to get all of my money back. Facts, facts. Um, facts. um. So yeah, man. Um. Oh, and Christmas thoughts, man. This is the last pod before Christmas. Uh, hey, Christmas. Hey, that's my birthday Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So shout out Not to me. Birthday. Me and Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, hey, I'm gonna just say this though, fam. I feel like with, with I, I have an eleven year old daughter. So the the Christmas list is it, it gets different as she gets yeah. older. Yeah. It gets different as she gets older. It is it kind of sh- gets smaller, but slightly more expensive, so to speak. But I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I did me and the wife did everything, you know what I'm saying, we possibly could to, to to bless our child who deserves pretty much everything she asked for this year. So that's really what all this about. I don't get excited about my birthday anymore because I, I normally, I, I love to see my daughter's face on Christmas morning, you know what I'm saying? And she still believes in Santa. She's 11. Oh, okay, well. So I'm well, not going to... I've been having, I've been having that, 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 that talk though, like, you know, like, when do you actually break the news to her? should have been did that shit. So you think I should have been told her that Santa Claus ain't? Nigga, I knew it wasn't the Santa Claus at six. Hey, but she still thinks Santa Claus is real. So I'm. I, who am it's I time. to? Who am I to to be like? Nigga, it's time. It's me. Man. It's time. It's time to let her know. I, that's that funny ain't. because I seen somebody post a status saying, "Don't do that to kids. Like, let them find out on their own." It's funny. I well, she that. almost thirteen. Well, she's eleven. She'll be twelve. <laughs> <laughs> she almost thirteen. Like, no, you. I, I, I told my, I told my wife that, and I. Agree I with bought you. these. <laughs> Santa didn't bring anything. He didn't buy anything. I bought them. Facts. It's time. You're eleven. You get over it. You understand. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I told the wife. I said, I said after this year, I said I'm, I'm gonna bring it. Not man, that's nah, fam. <laughs> she need to see you wrapping gifts. Let me ask you a question. What did you get your wife for Christmas? 
Um, she what listens you... to the pod. I can't tell her. I can't right. say it. All right, cool. I guess she listens to the pod, so I can't tell her. But I did get her something that would be helpful for work. Ah, that's okay. what I would say. It would be something that would be helpful for work. Right, but cool. nah, man, it's time to let it's not it's time to let Nakel know. I bought these gifts. Good, good man, good man. You're right. Yo, yo, <laughs> no white guy came through no chimney and, <laughs> and, and brought anything here. I worked for this, fam. That acknowledge me. <laughs> and I, I'm Santa Claus, fam. Santa Claus Butler. That's what it is. What's your Christmas thoughts, buddy? You got you got three kids to take care Bob of. Bob Bug. I am look, fam. My Christmas spirit left when I started working in retail. It ain't returned. I just be trying to get these days over with, fam. Best Buy ruins you, huh? Best Buy ruined me. Best Buy ruined all of my holiday spirit, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I am good. Like the joy that I used to get out of Christmas is on Christmas Eve at six o'clock, Best Buy closes. And at six o'clock, we closing the gates. And then you have that one couple that be slow dragging to the goddamn door. And we close the gate on their ass. And they be like, come on, man, let us in. I'm trying to get to the game. Nah, fam, we close. I'm about to go home. Yeah. Oh, man, that's my Christmas joy, fam. So do you have the Christmas tree up in the house at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, okay, yeah. well, your Christmas spirit ain't all the Miriam way. Miriam do all of that shit. She, okay. Miriam do all, look, look, the wife do all that shit. She got the Christmas music playing. She okay. be watching the Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. All of that shit. Me, I pod. That's what I do. So any hot takes? Um, I got a I got a hot take on Joe Bud, but I don't know if I should say it though, bro. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to offend nobody, fam. I don't want to offend. You already know, mentioned it. You might as well say it. All right, look, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. I, I'm I'm gonna just point it out like this. Okay. Shout out to Joe Bud. Shout out to the Joe Bud podcast, and I sh- shout out to uh. Shout out to BC. Not, he put something in the. Uh, it's not like it's not like they gonna hear it. Yeah, they not gonna hear it. But I, you know, what I'm saying I might offend like other people, but I don't know. But but uh, BC had put something in the uh, the group. He was like, he mentioned like the Joe Budden take on Lil Fizz. You know, what I'm saying he mentioned Lil Fizz and he said something. You know, what I'm saying about Lil Fizz or whatever like that. So, yeah. which kind of like I don't know if he like confirmed. Like what Joe Budden said, like a while back when he mentioned, like he was bisexual. He, he said he, they said it was a joke. He just running along with that shit. Because I think he's trolling. So is he trolling? Is he tro- yeah. so, what, so we, so he's trolling, trolling. Still. Look, man, look, man. The one thing that I learned about the internet, man, is that I, I, it's easy to troll niggas. And I feel like he's trolling, but just in case that nigga ain't trolling, or anybody else out here that think you know what I'm saying, like, hey, look, this is my take, bro. I don't. I feel like there's no such thing as a bisexual man. It's no such thing. I'm gonna say this: if once you experience the other side, bro, ain't no coming back from that shit, dog. That's my opinion. I think once you go the other way, bro, you the other way. Ain't no, I go the other way. It's different with women, bro. Like it's different with women. Like if a woman told you, like, yeah, she experienced with women, you know what I'm saying, like that. We think that shit's sexy, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's dope. You know what I'm saying. But you know, she 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 fell back to the other side. I think when it comes to men, bro. Ain't no coming back from this shit. So I'm going to just say, like, like, if you the other way, bro, you the other way. I hate to say it. So Joe Budden, ain't no such thing as being bisexual, dog. If you, like, dead ass ain't trolling, fam, ain't no such thing as bisexual. Well, I'm going to look in the camera and say just this. I don't give a fuck. I I don't either. I don't either. But I always had that thought, though, like, when I be seeing people comment on that shit, bro, they be like, I be like, bro. 
at the age y'all met right now, okay, I don't nigga, give a fuck. I look, just know, like, I just like, ain't Mike, no, I feel like, ain't Mike, no I look, I feel you. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm at an age. I'm at the age now. Do what makes you feel good. That's facts. <clears throat> That's look, all the way facts. I, I look. We officially look, Mike. We officially know him. Um, um, we officially knew a man who's turned into a woman. Facts. Why? Oh, I don't care what you but do at this point. Sure, forever, bro. That's my homie. Right. Sure, uh, uh, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan is the homie forever. Right. But we have been in a situation where we've seen Morgan go from Sherm to having titties. Yeah, but he can't. But say, it's like Sherm or Morgan, he can't be like, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I just go back to me like regular. I mean, he got titties, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's well, kind of hard. She, my bad, my bad, my bad. It would be tough. It would be tough for me to be Sorry. like, all right, all right, you experiment over, like. Doctor, get rid of these things for me and <laughs> transport me back. Okay, no. <laughs> like, All I know no. is, man, live your life. Facts. Um, damn, I had a hot take, but it left me. Was it a um, nah, it was okay. Here's my hot take, fam. Um, I don't like Christmas, but I love what do the lonely do at Christmas. I think What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas is one of the greatest songs of all time. And it's definitely the greatest Christmas song of all time because it asks you a question. What do the lonely do at Christmas? What do y'all do? Do y'all buy y'all sales gifts? Do you put up a Christmas tree? Do you go to a, a friend, a friend's must? Like, what do the lonely do at Christmas? Can somebody let me know? This is why that, to me, is the greatest Christmas song of all time. Not this Christmas. Not all I want for Christmas is you. Because you begging. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you is begging. Are you begging really? for Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like... A, uh, no, when they say all I want for Christmas is you, that's their way of saying, I really want a fucking gift. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> I don't like that song. I've never liked that song. Because basically, you just said it. All I want for Christmas is you is, I really want a gift, but you broke. But I ain't going to tell you, though. You I ain't going to tell you, though. I don't want to look like, you know what I'm saying, I'm begging. Right. I don't want to look like I'm begging and just ask but for I a actually, gift. But I, but I actually but you know am, what? Bro. Since you popped, all I want for Christmas is you anyway. That shit funny. It's all funny. I want for Christmas is you anyway. Like. What if that she really song, sure, bro. Like she really yeah, nah. just want to spend time with you for Christmas. Nah, G. Cause she nope. know that she know that you gonna get her a gift anyway. Nope, <laughs> nope. All I want for Christmas is you. Is all, oh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Right. But you know what? You know, no, baby, don't need to worry about it. All I want for Christmas is you. That you. That's her just telling you. You know what? I love you. You broke. That's the most that's the most cap Christmas song ever, huh? Yeah. All I want for Christmas is the anti scrubs. <laughs> that's all it is. The it's the anti Christmas version of, of it's the Christmas anti version of Scrubs. Okay. Because the Scrubs is a guy that thinks he's fine, but he's also known as a buster. Yeah. That's the same dude that be like, baby, I popped. And I she just, goes, you know what? Yeah. 
It's that's cool. okay. It's it's okay. I just want to spend Christmas with you anyway. All I want for Christmas is you. I don't really want no gift. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, baby. Damn, Mariah. Oh, baby. Like the only pass I give you for all I want for Christmas is you. Is if she sprung off of you. Like you know what? I don't want nothing anyway. I just bought you a PlayStation Five and an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't want nothing. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. Nah, I'm straight. All right, man. Um, shit, this was a good pod, man. But we gotta go. Okay. So end us off, Mike. Y'all already know, man. Some do pod rate, like, subscribe. Um, we available everywhere. Podcasts are available. We on IG at some do pod at Mike B underscore CHR at JR Bang. Uh, Twitter at some do pod at Mike B underscore CHR at JR Bang. Make sure you um, make sure you uh, uh like us on Facebook at some dude. Uh, hashtag some do pie the Facebook community. Make sure y'all, um, you know, invite others to join the group and get involved with the conversation and all of that shit like that. And, um, yeah, I might be that's JR Bang and Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Did you see I still play that song? Uh, no. I, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I haven't heard it in a while. I don't think so. They should play that song. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Yo, yo, yo. It's your girl, Nate Kale. And this is some new podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs> 